That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. When Dobby had worked for the Malfoys, he had always worn the same filthy old pillowcase. Now, however, he was wearing the strangest assortment of garments Harry had ever seen. He had done an even worse job of dressing himself than the Wizards at the World Cup. He was wearing a tea cozy for a hat, on which he had pinned a number of bright badges, a tie patterned with horseshoes over a bare chest, a pair of what looked like children's soccer shorts, and odd socks. One of these Harry saw was the black one Harry had removed from his own foot and tricked Mr. Malfoy into giving Dobby, thereby setting Dobby free. The other was covered in pink and orange stripes. What's up, potheads? Welcome to the Restricted Section. It's a show in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss the ways that the story and its themes have stayed with the generation into adulthood. Thank you so much for being here. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Chapter 21, The House Elf Liberation Front. Oh, well, December was cold, and the fireplaces were full of fire, and the halls were drafty, and it was very cold and Scottish at Hogwarts. Hermione finally finds the entrance to the school kitchens, and she takes Ron and Harry down to visit with Dobby and Winky, who have both recently been employed by Hogwarts. Well, Dobby has, okay, because it would seem that Dumbledore has permitted Winky to be a consensually unpaid laborer, <laughs> okay? And um, Dobby is absolutely thriving, but Winky is, um, she's not okay. She's just not okay. Welcome to the restricted section. Oh, fuck, I didn't write a joke. No! no! Oh, damn it to No! Foiled again. Honestly, nope, this is just my intro now. <laughs> this is it. This is art, baby. Honestly, the best one yet, I would say. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Thank you. Thank you so much. I did take one improv class one time. It shows. <laughs> The first thing they teach you is that whenever you're confused, come to a hard stop and scream, no! <laughs> Whew. Well, I am flying high today because I am joined by my conciliatory friend, Grace. Say hello to the listeners, Grace. Hello. I would also like to welcome back our returning guest, friend of the pod, and dare I say, at times, twin of the pod, uh-huh, uh-huh. perhaps, William Ball. Sometimes. Say hello to the <laughs> listeners, Will. Hello. Hi, listeners. Long time no talk to. Yeah, you might sure. remember Will from our Prisoner of Azkaban Chapter 1 outpost. Is that all? That's yep. all you've been here yep, for? That's all I've been invited <gasps> for, so yes. Oh my god. That's so boring. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not like this chapter's any better, okay? <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> Somebody gets drunk. Oh no, that doesn't even happen in this chapter. Nope. Gets drunk later in the bag. Well, well, uh, maybe next time. This one one is definitely more interesting than Prisoner of Azkaban Chapter One. There's no denying that. That is true. Uh, I'm moving my way up in the world. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll bring you back for a climax chapter of whatever the fuck the next book is. Order of the Phoenix. (laughs) 
The book I don't want to read publicly for a year. No. <laughs> That's fair. I think it'll take about a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These they take um about I'm calling it's like the school year. If I start September 1st, they're usually done uh, around like May, June. True. Will, how have you been since the last time we talked? I think it's been like a year or more. It's, it's been like a year or so. Yeah, I think so. I've uh, Things have been good, uh, just working all the time, exhausted mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but that's mm-hmm. such is life. I moved to Columbus, Ohio. So if you have any listeners awesome. from Columbus, Ohio, uh, hello, fellow Ohioans. <laughs> um, are they called Ohioans? Yes, they are. Is that what you are oh, now? No. I am uh, technically an Ohioan now. That's not good. <laughs> Those vowels. Yeah, it's right. terrible. <laughs> so good. Ooh, well, cool. I have never been to Columbus, Ohio, but my mother has and she loves it. Well, good. Yeah, so far it's a lot of fun. There's a lot to do. Granted, I work all the time, so it's not like I get to do anything of any of the fun stuff. But. Don't forget from time to time to take a break. Yeah, from saving all those lives that you yeah, saved. Yeah, they don't need to be saved. It's okay. I'll take <laughs> wow, a break. Okay, now I'm the <laughs> I'll take a break. <laughs> okay, now I. Okay, that's my suggestion. No, no, now. no. Negligence, that's a- <laughs> gross negligence. <laughs> that was really good advice, though, actually. Because are you okay? Are you good? I haven't talked to you in a while, I feel like. <laughs> uh, say, I don't think anyone has died this week. Uh, oh, only Jesus. a couple last week, so I'm doing great. It's Feeling a better week. Good. Oh, heavy already. We haven't even started the chapter yet. I'm just, but, I, but I am just thinking about all of the stuff that you've done in the past year. You got married. You are officially a doctor. You moved to Ohio. You bought your first house. Like, <gasps> Holy shit. shit, you're a man now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're I've, finally grown. I've grown up. It's we so watched good. you grow right before our eyes. <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> Incredible. Well, I am very proud of you. That's a lot. Thank you. It's very traumatizing in, in all ways. Uh, it, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, you're doing great, and we're very proud of you. Thank you. And you are taking a break right now by sitting down with some pals to discuss Harry Potter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know... Really fun, lighthearted topics like, what if slaves loved being slaves? Uh, I mean, good question. What do wow. you do? What do you do? <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Um, okay, well, we'll get there. Okay, yeah. Today we're talking about Chapter 21 of Goblet of Fire, the House Elf Liberation Front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it starts with... Harry, Ron, and Hermione go up to send Sirius Black a letter to tell him that Harry literally survived the first task, mm-hmm. which was not a given. You do have to let no. him know. Yeah, yeah, he needs to know. And Harry gave him a play-by-play. He did not hold back. <laughs> Classic Harry, though. Like, I mean, come on. He's just like, play-by-play, gonna toot my own horn over here and be impressive for my godfather that uh, I love so much. Yeah, he's like the Daily Prophet should publish this instead of Rita Skeeter's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> he's like, here's my op-ed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Pigwidgeon can hardly fly because the letter's so thick. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous creature, ridiculous letter. Yeah, Harry was just so legit in his uh, fighting the Hungarian Horntail that the letter was just super thick. Yeah, but to be fair, if Harry's going to brag about something, like, this is worth bragging about. It's true. He did survive a dragon. I do like to shit on Harry at every opportunity. (laughs) I know, know, but I'm just saying, like, okay, if you want to brag in one letter, I'll allow it. I do, in this section, relate heavily to Ron, because in 
in in like their time and Harry Ron Hermione time, they made up like an hour ago or maybe like oh, yeah. less from from their like three month long fight. Yeah. So Ron is like over compensating. He's like talking a lot very quickly and saying a lot of really nice things. And I relate to that because when I too have been really grumpy for no reason <laughs> and I decide it's time to not do that anymore, I, I too become like really overly cheerful and a little extra talkative. Just like overcompensating for all of yeah, the don't silent be mad at treatment. Me. Yeah, I'm delightful. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that too. I just, you know, it was the whole thing was so silly. I'm just so glad they're talking again. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah a huge relief. Oh, it's seriously. been like it's been like a month and a half. That's a long time cuz they're like <laughs> yeah. best they're like buds. Best dude. bros. Okay. Just to be clear, it's been like a month and a half restricted section time. It's been like three months Harry, Ron, Hermione. It's been a long time. Actually, it's been probably two months, I think. Wow. Whatever. It's too long. Especially because you share a room with this person. Yeah, that's super awkward. Because the Goblet of Fire situation happened on Halloween, and now it's like, what, December? The end of October. Mm -hmm. And now it's what, December? Oh, I meant the end of November, I think. Yeah, almost December. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a long time, either way. Yeah, because this is the chapter where it's like, November turned briskly into whatever comes. I almost said September. I'm an idiot, dude. (laughs) The next one, December, December. Yep. So Ron's like, we got to go up to your surprise party. (laughs) I had to read that like twice. I was like, did he say we have to go to your surprise party? Okay, Ron. But Harry doesn't seem to mind having it spoiled for him. Maybe he's just not a surprise party kind of guy. Because remember the last surprise party after they pulled his name out of the fire? He didn't like that one. That was a bad one. Yeah, he did not have fun. (laughs) That's nightmare fuel. Yeah. (laughs) Just like a party you don't want to be at that you can't escape. And it's about you. Yeah, Yeah, it's terrible. That's That's my nightmare. I mean, it's like every one of our birthday parties, Grace. Is it? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I feel like you had a terrible birthdays. My birthdays were great. Yeah, same I mean, birthday. Say, considering birthday. considering every every year on uh, on our birthday, my wife always writes down Grace's birthday on the calendar. So. I respect I the hell out of that. that. I, I love, love that. Too. that. <laughs> good stuff. Oh, perfect. She, she has her priorities straight. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Okay, so they go to the surprise party in the common room, mm-hmm. and it's lit, yo. There's, like, actual fireworks happening. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, and food from the kitchens. Yeah. A proper party. And Dean Thomas has obviously been to the arts and crafts room. Yeah. Because right. He, painting. Yeah, he's been drawing and, like, making some banners and stuff. It's pretty cool. That's my favorite. I love that every, once every book, I scheduled this to, to go out on our Twitter, this quote, because once every book, the narrative is like, Dean, who is really good at drawing, drew something for Harry for Quidditch <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's such a good detail about him. Yeah. He's good at drawing. We get so little details about him. I also uh, appreciate the fact that there's a little bit of foreshadowing in the fact that Cedric's head's on fire and he does eventually die. Oh my oh. god! So. Whoa! Why you gotta say that? I'm just you can't just say that. Oh, death by head on fire! That's yeah. terrible. It's no good. Anyway, <laughs> it's like this. As fucked up as the rest of this book is, that's the scene where it becomes 
it like levels up. That's the moment when Cedric dies, when you're like, oh, this is extremely fucked up. Yeah. And oh, it this just, is like, for adults now. Okay. Yes. And like the knowledge that that's coming just like looms over the whole rest of this book. Mm. Yep. Anyway, we're at a <laughs> party. <laughs> um, everyone is like really push pushing Harry to open the egg that he got from the dragon because it's supposed to contain the clue to the second task. Um, Hermione is like, oh my god, don't cheat. And Harry's like, literally, you helped me cheat <laughs> literally, so we just, hard. We just cheated. <laughs> we just cheated one minute what ago. What the fuck? Why, do you, why did, is it just like a reflex that Hermione feels like is. she has to It's like knee-jerk reaction, for sure. Yeah. She's like given him his one moment of like handicap for this. He, she's like, you didn't know this was coming. You didn't put your name in. I'll help you with the one. And now you have to do it on your own. But the one was fighting a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So perhaps he needs help. And as Hermione said, just like two seconds ago, man, if that was the first task, like, I can't imagine what the second task is going to be or whatever. Or maybe Ron, Ron yeah, was like. No, Ron ends up saying, uh, well, nothing's going to be worse than that, which is like the worst thing to say. Right. right don't say that. For sure, it's just like when Charlie was like, I don't envy whoever gets this Hungarian horntail. That's the worst. I wonder if our protagonist is going to get that one Mm -hmm. because it sucks. Yep. So when Harry opens the egg, it is empty and it screams at him. Yeah. Um, The book says it screeches, but in the film of the play Puffs, (laughs) it does just scream. I love that. That's all I think about now. I don't even think about that. <laughs> exactly. It, it's it's not like a cute. It's like <laughs> I picture I picture um, the screaming goats scream that goes on. Oh yeah, I feel like that would be a good real one. screechy. Mm-hmm. Well, have you seen Puffs yet? I have not, unfortunately. Ooh, I need it's to. Great. Okay. Well, it's like three or four dollars on I think Amazon. It's nice. a great time. Um, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Just like, what were the Hufflepuffs doing this whole time? And I do feel like uh, this chapter, because I I align myself with Hufflepuffs now. uh, Despite the Gryffindor shirt. Yeah, uh, apparently my family (laughs) still thinks I'm a Gryffindor, even though I've blatantly made it aware that I'm a Hufflepuff. You get to pick. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I really love food. And I feel like I feel an appreciation of this chapter, at least a little bit, because we get kind of a glimpse of close to the Hufflepuff comment. So, yeah, that's we're ever going to get like um, it's like Harry, like they went down a door that Harry had only ever seen Cedric walk into and (laughs) never, ever thought about it again for one fucking second. Yep. Yep. The end. The end. That is literally how Harry approaches the world. Just an absolute dodo. <laughs> um, so everyone has a lot of terrible theories about like what the screaming is. My favorite is, I don't remember which twin it is. It's like, oh, this sounds like Percy singing. Maybe you have to attack him while he's in the shower. <laughs> no, but no, but that's like close because it's singing and water. And water, That is yeah. pretty close. Take so a like, with it. Percy is a mermaid. holy shit basically this whole time (laughs) uh yeah i think that's pretty good mermaid i've ever met in my life Ugh, yeah for sure hermione asks fred like how did you get this food from the kitchens like how do you get into the kitchens very inconspicuously i might yeah like no stress like no reason i'm (laughs) just curious about hogwarts a history 
And he, like, starts to answer, but then he thinks better of it and starts grilling her about her, uh, her spew. I'm, like, her program, her initiative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If your girl has dreams, squash them. That's what spew has taught me. Pretty much. Okay, this is my favorite line in the entire book series. (laughs) They're, like, arguing, and I'm not joking, favorite line in the entire book series. Just then, Neville caused a slight diversion by turning into a large canary. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I love it. It's so British. It's like, oh, heavens. Oh, I'm so sorry. I seem to have turned into a canary. (laughs) Oh, goodness me. I'm molting. I feel like that's that's an aspect that I wish would have still been in the movie or in God, the God, that would have been so good. Um, I think instead of this scene, they do that stupid scene where all the boys in the Gryffindor Tower are eating the candies and making animal oh, sounds. Oh, yeah. 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 They, like, don't have time for the whole Weasley's Wizarding Weezes, uh, like, Bit. subplot. But they're yeah. like, let's get the aura of it in there with some nonsense candy. Okay. True. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so the Weasleys are like, come and get them, canary creams. Neville, like, turns cheerfully back into Neville, and they're like, come on down, get your canary creams, become a canary, just for one second. I feel like that's pretty cool. I'd like to be a canary for one second. <laughs> for just one second. What if yeah. it's hell? What if you're just like, oh, God! Then it's over, and you're fine. <laughs> and you're like, back to normal. And you're then like, you stay- molt, and it's good. Stay away from the custard creams, or whatever they're called. I don't know. It's worth noting that the twins were dosing their friends. Yeah, no. Uh, non-consensually. Yeah. Like, but I'm pretty sure it's like micro-dosing, so it's <laughs> NBD. <laughs> <laughs> that is still um, actually non-consensual, even what? if it's microdosing. Watch Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. You know, consent is really not um, valued at all here. So, generally. <laughs> Whew, boy, howdy, are you right about that? That's the whole plot of this book. It's yes. like, well, fucking saying you're doing this. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Next, we get our fall to winter montage. I love this. And the rains of November turned into the snows of December, and Hedwig could be found catching, uh, whatever, I don't know, what do owls eat? Mice? She's white like snow. (laughs) We go to a Care of Magical Creatures class, okay? (laughs) Okay, they don't know if the scroots, the blast-ended scroots, hibernate. So they're like, let's try. <laughs> Which I feel like is classic Hagrid, because he's like, I got these things. I really don't know what they do. Someone just try this stuff. See if it works. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. They're like six feet long now. Yeah, they're they're and they keep eating each other. They're so huge. Yeah. Killing only, each other. Only ten are left. Um, so the class uh <laughs> uh nails them inside pillow lined boxes, but they don't want that <laughs> i feel like the first thing i think of when i see a blast ended screwed is they would love a pillow line box <laughs> like a coffin basically it and it's like go to sleep especially if they're six feet long like you can put a whole human in there for sure like that yeah no, and put them no. six feet under mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. i don't like it so the Scroots get mad and they go on a rampage. <laughs> I, lo- I just love this. These shenanigans are everything that makes up Harry Potter to me are like these ridiculous shenanigans. Yeah, like lassoing blasted Scroots. 
The whole class hides in the teacher's house. Oh my god. <laughs> From fear while Harry, Ron, and Hermione help Hagrid collect the skirts. And the ones who don't just are being maimed actively and like <laughs> <laughs> like what what is ha- like what is happening? This is ridiculous. Here's the direct quote, which I also scheduled on our Twitter. Here's all these spoilers for our social media this week, but they're just the best. They're just the best quotes in this one. Dean, who had a nasty cut across one cheek. Lavender, whose robes were badly singed. Seamus, who was nursing several burnt fingers. That's a lot of injuries for one class. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've moved up in the world from uh, Buckbeak scratching Malfoy's arm <laughs> to, to real mul- danger. multiple students getting injured. Every class. class. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So there's only like one blast ended screw left and yeah. they're having like a showdown with it <laughs> when <laughs> when Rita fucking Skeeter shows up. I I mean I hate that she's here, but it's very funny. It is funny. And but also like what is she doing here? <laughs> Why is she here? Being a bitch. She is the worst. I think she literally was like, she's not allowed in the castle. She's not allowed on the grounds, I think. Okay, remind me when that happened. Did that actively happen? I think that happened after after the the weighing of the wands, because she was there like with Dumbledore's knowledge then, but then after that, people talk about how she's banned. Yeah, because Hagrid... Hagrid says here, he's like, didn't Dumbledore ban you? And I was like, oh, I don't remember I think that that this is us learning about that. Because she, like, slandered a student. And, like, didn't even mention the, uh, whatever. Her article sucked. (laughs) Yeah, I figured it was probably a result of the article that came out, but I... Yeah, so she got banned from the, from Hogwarts, but she's, like, chilling on the grounds, probably still trying to find her fucking scoop. Yeah, man. And she does. Yeah, she did. She fucking finds it, man. Well, so so Harry's first instinct is like, wow, literally, where did Hagrid get these creatures? Because my guess is not from probably the illegally. magical creature story. Yeah, probably illegal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember if this speculation is in the book or if we've only done it on the podcast, but like perhaps he even bred them himself, like illegally, because yeah. they seem to be like a... The kind of creature only a Hagrid could love, you know? Yeah, I thought that they were Hagrid's invention, but maybe I'm the person that said that originally, and that's why you think that. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. If anyone hit Mots, our podcast historian, tell us. Mots, please help us. Pretty please. Help us. Your only hope. <laughs> <laughs> so Rita Skeeter asks Hagrid for an interview. Here's the thing. I keep having more of these moments in this book where I'm like, Harry, you could just make this situation a lot better by fucking doing anything. Yeah. Like doing literally even yeah. one thing. And this is one of those where he's like, well, he, like, he, I don't want Hagrid to talk to Rita Skeeter, but I'm not going to say that in front of her. right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, she's a cunt, dude. She wrote terrible things about you. So like, maybe just say it out loud. Yeah. It's not maybe a secret. Maybe just call her out for her shit. Yeah, be like, Hagrid, don't do this because I interviewed with her and she wrote really rude things about me that I didn't say. Yeah, it seems like just on that, based on that alone, Harry should feel more than comfortable just saying like, you know, the last article that came out didn't really reflect the things that I said to your face. So like, that's the difference between a Christina email and a Grace email. (laughs) 
this bitch didn't even. <laughs> um, or even just like say it to him later. Yeah, like, just do yeah. anything. Sit, sit, don't let him go do the interview. Maybe. Yeah, like Hagrid, you're gonna be sick on that day at that time. You cannot yeah. go. Yeah, and just like. I don't know, man. I feel like Harry has no idea how ba- bad it could get. And, like, this article that she ends up writing about Hagrid is, like, life-ruining. Yeah. Like, it yeah. fucks his shit up for a hot minute. Yeah. It's really bad. All because yeah. Harry didn't do something. <laughs> <laughs> he just stood there being like, wish I could do something. It's like, it, it, it actually <laughs> reminds me of when Harry is like, it's so sad that the Weasleys are so poor, but they'd never take my money if I offered it. And it's like, do well, you know? Did you try? Did you, did you even consider it? They'd never do it, so I'm just not even going to try. And it's like, bro, I think that's something you should give a stab. I'm going to let my best friend suffer with a broken wand all year. Yes, and then those dress robes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Next, they go to Divination, which is, apparently is funny again now that Ron is back in action. They it, Okay, so imagine this. Imagine you're in a class that is fucking hilarious to you, that you're constantly laughing through. It's like a joke class. But then you're fighting with your best friend. So you're both like sitting through this class and like the things are happening that you would normally laugh at together. But you're both so stubborn that you're just like grumping through the whole thing for months. <laughs> I can't imagine the willpower it took for them to sustain this fight. I know. It truly, because it, first of all, is so unnecessary. And second of all, I just also can't imagine the number of just like meaningful looks across the classroom. <laughs> like, just yeah. like so dramatic. <laughs> Speaking of dramatic, um, Trelawney is, well, guess what? She's predicting death. Harry's probably going to die again. And the fact that, like, Lavender and Parvati, like, I love them. They're so hilarious because they're just shocked. Like, they cover their <laughs> mouth with their They're hand. like, what scandal? And then and it's like, dude, literally, she says this every single day. How are you going to be shocked? <laughs> Pretty much right every now? class. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, they're, they're like fangirls. They are. But if you hear the same thing every day, it's just like the amount of acting that went into that, I just... Good for them. Good for them, I guess. I don't know. Good for them. They probably took an improv class. (laughs) Ooh. And learned something. (laughs) So after divination, Hermione is missing from dinner. And she also isn't at the library after dinner. Weird. It's only Victor Crumb just chilling. Those are the only places Hermione might be. (laughs) Truly. Well, that's true, though. It is. Well, they're going to the only other place she might be, which is the common room. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then Hermione meets them at the portrait lady and says, come with me. She's like very excited about something to do with Harry in particular. She's like, Harry, I have to show you. This is my toxic trait, though. Although maybe not so much anymore, but definitely when I was 14. Like if if someone came up to me and I was with someone else and like like a third person came up to me and they were like, telling this other person that they had to go with them and i was just sitting there i'd be like fuck you guys bye like i would never just like run after them i'd be like this obviously has nothing to do with me you do not want me with you you did not address me directly as you did the other person so pretty sure i was the exact opposite where i would be like no guys me me too where are you going (laughs) 
I don't I'm know, thinking man. about my two best friends, Emily and Anna. And if I was standing talking to Emily and Anna came running up and was like, Emily, I have to show you this. Oh, my God, you have to come with me. I, there's nothing that could prevent me from going with them. <laughs> but it would have to be like my best friends. Yeah, I don't know. I would just be like, I think I would just immediately feel left out and sad. And then I would be like, well, fine, I'm not going. And I don't need Hermione, you. <laughs> Hermione didn't glare at Ron and say this has nothing to do with But she's you. like pulling Harry and it's like, Harry. I have to show you something. <laughs> Whatever. I told you that was my 14-year-old toxic trait, and I'm better now, okay? <laughs> That's why tell you should tell your friends you're invited instead of come if you want to. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. all about how you word things. Mm-hmm. You are so freaking invited. <laughs> Um, they do run off and they leave the portrait hole open. Just wide open. Like. That's feelings. So she, can she not close? She can swing forward, but she can't like close. Her- I guess. Herself? <laughs> I guess. I guess. How does that work? She seemed, she seemed pretty pissed about it. She did, but she why was though? Like, I'll just hang here. But like, I leave me here. Grace, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Because it does say that's like the verbiage, right? That like she swings forward. Yeah. Okay. I have no fucking idea. Like, I feel like, especially after last year when, you know, Sirius broke into the Gryffindor common room and like trashed the place. Like, just going to leave it wide open for whoever wants to come in now. That's fine. Well, no one's trying to kill Harry now. It's totally different from last year. Yeah. He only had his death just predicted by. Doctor or by Trelawney, so by Doctor Trelawney, she probably has a PhD in not divination. Not everyone's a doctor. Will. <laughs> Sorry, I just assume. Doctor <laughs> Professor just Trelawney, to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what happens with that. I I don't understand the mechanics of the portraits on like a lot Hard of levels. No. So no, well, let's go visit another portrait. Um, Hermione leads them down to the kitchens where there is, well, well, near, oh, well, you know, they don't know where they are. They're at the kitchens. They we know, know where they are. <laughs> we know where they are. There's a portrait of a fruit bowl on the wall. Mm-hmm. And per Fred's instructions. Just got to tickle the pear. Just got to tickle the pear. That's the stoner's thing of my life. Just, just tickle it. <laughs> just tickle the pear. It sounds like someone trying to make grabbing a curvy girl's butt sound like romantic yeah. you know mm-hmm. just gotta tickle oh i just tickled just tickled that pair it's okay <laughs> there's actually like so much tickling in this book series i'm just now realizing <laughs> <laughs> like why though <laughs> wait can you give me more t- like where okay else is there tickling? um what's it <laughs> wait isn't the hogwarts like motto something to do with tickling no <laughs> About a dra- um, like a sleeping dragon or something. I think it is. I Tick- think it. It, do- it is. Don't s- tickle, tickle a sleeping, a sleeping dragon. dragon. Okay, there's one. Another one. <laughs> just, just like the tickling spell. There is one. You tickle people. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, it's Draco Dormian's Nunquam tit- Titlandis. No, tit. I'm so sorry. Titlandis. <laughs> okay. That means a uh, tickle. Grace, it's Latin. We took Latin. Come on. Yeah, that is for sure. That's Latin if I ever seen it. <laughs> Titillandus. Titillandus. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Lots there of tickling. Is, you're tickling. right. That, that's three instances of tickling, which is frankly too many. I mean, I I disagree. I don't think it's enough tickling. 
Uh, yep. So the pear, upon being tickled, turns into a door handle. Okay. I love it. Mm-hmm. I want to know if it's like a proper door handle or, or like a hand, a kind of handle that looks like a pear. Or is it still shaped like a pear? That's yeah, I mean. pear handle. <laughs> That's why I call my love handles. They're my pear. <laughs> Your pear handles. Oh. <laughs> uh. So Hermione kind of like shoves Harry into the kitchens and he gets like immediately hug attacked. And I just remembered that in high school, I think we called this glomping. <laughs> glomping? Glomping. Was, mm-hmm. that a, was that a my school thing? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, didn't no, do we that. Didn't. Now I'm like, did I invent that? It's like we did turtling, but we didn't do glomping. The fuck is turtling? Uh, I feel like I feel like I zoned out for a second and now I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Well, it's just better explain what the fuck turtling is. Grace, do you remember when we were turtling you all the time? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Wait, oh my god, wait, is, is it a backpack like thing? It is a backpack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have told this story. Thanks. So it's when you take someone's backpack when they're not there, and you take all the shit out of it, and you flip <laughs> it inside out, shove all the shit back into it, and then zip it up. Wait, how did I completely block that out? I forgot that you guys did that. We used to do that to you all the time. That's some shenanigans right there. I I said that Grace has told this story before, but she hasn't. She's actually told me a different traumatizing backpack story. Christina, you're thinking of the one when I fell out of the car with my backpack. She She fell straight back because her backpack was too big. (laughs) It was too heavy. Grace, um, I envision you as a very tiny child. Yeah, She's, that's right. Yeah, she was. That's right. Um, but what William is talking about is how I'll explain it again because I, I just remembering all of it you again. You can take is, ownership of it. It's so good. Yeah, you just take all of it's the items particularly out. Particularly when the person is in the bathroom or something. Yeah, it's and like, they're not. Yeah, it's you like, have to be like, about how fast yeah. did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, there was a speed element oh, for yeah, sure. So you just had to take everything out really fast and then turn the whole backpack inside out (laughs) shove all of the shit back in zip it up act like nothing ever happened then the person comes back and they're like what what the shit is this that's the funniest thing i've ever heard yeah it was terrible i hated it so 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 how did i just want to know how did you come up with the term glomping i i don't remember at all maybe that i just was so lame God, that prank, the turtling prank reminds me of um, when we were in college, my friends and I used to, when someone was in the shower or something, particularly our friend Rob, because he took really long showers. We okay, take, Rob. We, we would take everything out of his bedroom and like everything and put it, it was like a college bedroom. It wasn't hard. And we would put it in like somebody else's bedroom and shut the door. And then they'd oh come out God. of the shower and be like, oh shit. <laughs> Freaking again. <laughs> Wait, I love a good like speed prank. Yeah, (laughs) race against the clock. You had to have like a couple people involved in that, though, right? Like, yeah, we lived way too many people in a house. It was always dudes until I was twenty four. I thought it was impossible to be friends with women. No, still is. Sorry, I've recovered. No, it's just actually quite the opposite now. (laughs) No offense, Will. (laughs) I'm the better twin, though. I do. I do love men. Don't get me wrong, but um. You know, I've just, I've seen the light. Uh, but anyway, but the fun <laughs> thing about having a bunch of stupid ass dude friends is that they do things like quickly take all their friends' furniture. Yeah. 
That's a good one. I'll have to have to keep that in my back pocket for my next prank. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm googling glomping. (laughs) Just Urban Dictionary. It's it's, first of all, it's on Dictionary.com. Okay. A lunging, enthusiastic, over the top, and potentially dangerous hug that often begins with a running start, like a tackle. So it's 100% a real thing. Um, According to Dictionary.com, I don't necessarily see like a Merriam-Webster's definition like I I like to see about these kinds of words. Yeah. (laughs) But it does exist outside of Urban Dictionary and my own head, surprisingly. that counts. So Dobby glomps Harry really hard, Mm -hmm. potentially dangerous. Why do people... Do you guys like Dobby? I mean, I do. I know that you aren't as big of a fan, though. I just like to talk about it. I want I people know. to tell me why they love him. Like, point out, tell me, let, let me count the ways. I feel like, I feel like, uh, I, my like for Dobby comes and goes. So, like, yeah. there are times where I'm like, okay, you're, you're, you're okay. You, you mean well. Like, you're trying to do the right thing here and all that. And then there are other times where I'm like, oh, you're, you're the worst. I know. I feel that way too. But also, I just feel like I can't forget, like, the tragic ending that he had, which makes me feel that. like, I can't feel negatively towards him just because, you know. Yeah, that's fair. You know. Yeah, I guess I more, like, hate what the narrative does to him more than, like, actually hating him. I mean, it turns him into a character that I don't enjoy spending time with. It's, like, very weird for me. I mean, he definitely dies a good death, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's very narratively, like, poignant and impactful. I just watched that very recently. (laughs) Did you really? Yeah, I did because um, I was on maybe like a year or two ago. I think it was a year ago. I guested on TV Trivia Pod about Rick and Morty. Um, I did uh, like trivia about Rick and Morty. And he invited me, the host invited me back on to talk about Deathly Hallows Part 2. And I was like, wow. Okay. You couldn't have given me a more fun movie. Okay. You know what this (laughs) means, right? This means I have to also watch Part 1. Yeah, that's tough. But I watched it with Andrew, and we watched part one starting with the Malfoy Manor part, you know, and, like, um, when they get snatched in the woods. But it, like, creates, like, the narrative arc you need for the beginning of Deathly Hallows to be impactful. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Yeah. Dobby's glomping right now. He's fine. Yeah. He's wearing a tea cozy hat, a tie, children's soccer shorts, and mismatched socks. Um, one of which is the sock that set him free originally. Oh, yeah. sentimental. Yeah, I'm glad he's washed it. <laughs> they they make that very clear. Yeah. Because when they when Harry is like in the narrative in Chamber of Secrets, it's like Harry took off his slimy, disgusting, <laughs> filthy sock that used to belong to Uncle fucking Vernon and has been through hell and back. And he put a book inside of it. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I always forget. I always forget that, that the book inside. goes inside of goes the sock. Goes inside the sock. Just so weird. Very weird choice. So Dobby works here now. Yeah. And he's moving up. He's moving on up in the world. He gets paid. Uh, not that much, but he does get paid. Yeah. This whole section's kind of hard for me to like say any, I don't know. It's just all so messed up. Like, Dobby mentions that he just kind of roamed around for two years. Two years? (laughs) That's a long time to roam around. What were you eating? Exactly. How did you live? Just work in that corner, you know. (laughs) Oh, Dobby, no. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta do what you gotta do. House elves gotta work. 
<laughs> Smash cut to Dobby on the corner being like, Sirs, I'll sweep your hearth for the low, low price of one galleon. Yeah. Okay, so guess who else is there? Winky. It's Winky. Uh, she's not okay. She no. she fallen she fallen apart. Someone teach this woman self care immediately. I know. Just like love yourself, Winky. Yeah, she, she does not. She does it's not. It's bad. It is she's really like, bad. She's like sobbing. She's like literally still in shock. First of all, she's in an adorable tiny little elf outfit. Yeah. It's like a, it sounds like a Victorian's lady outfit with like a little bonnet with little holes for her ears. Yeah. And like an apron. So remind me how long has she been free again? Um, the World Cup was at the end of August. So, okay. it's, so been it's been a September, couple months. October, November. It's been three or four months. Yeah. So also, how did Dobby hear that Winky was fired? Literally the... Book says, like, Dobby went to go visit Winky. Like, like just they're best friends conveniently. They're just best friends. Well, I mean, yeah. Hmm. There's a chance that they know each other, and Dobby was like, okay, um, Barty Crouch is, like, a good government official. Like, maybe he'll be able to afford a second. Oh, okay. Like, maybe he'll yeah, be able yeah, yeah. to afford to pay me. Like, I don't like know. Like, perhaps going there for work or but something. But why on earth would Winky and Dobby know each other? Yeah, why would they know each other? And also, like, how do house elves communicate? I don't know. I just have questions about it. It kind of reminds me of, like, uh, the stereo, you know, like, uh, the older stereotype that, like, members of, like, the same minority group, like, just know each other. <sighs> yeah. There's a lot of bad stereotypes happening. Like, oh my god, you're gay? Do you know the gay that lives in my grandmother's neighborhood? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. But <laughs> Unrelated. Yeah. I thought of my grandma because my grandma loves the gays on her street. She's like, those gays are so surprisingly fun and nice and quiet and respectful. S- surprisingly. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you live in Rehoboth Beach. You're the one who moved here. Okay, there's, there's certainly just gay people here. <laughs> Dobby asks if Harry wants tea, and when Harry says yes, no less than six house elves get on it. That's what I call service. Like, come on. That's what exactly what Ron says, right? Yeah. I think he says, it's like, no, that's service. Great service. <laughs> no. Ah, uh, no. Ron doesn't care at all about the plate of the house elves. Yeah. Which, which is kind of interesting to me just because his family has grown up so poor. I feel like, I don't know, because, like, house elves are obviously poorer than than the Weasleys because they're slaves, but I feel like he, of all people, would at least have some sort of... Compassion? Compassion for it. I think it's just, like, a very old-held belief. Like, I, you know, the... I really don't want to get into this too much because this podcast is certainly not, like, the place, but, like, yeah. the parallels to, like, you know... American slavery is like are very clear and I'm thinking mm-hmm. about like the white people who couldn't afford to earn slaves certainly still thought themselves better than those right. people like above yeah. the enslaved people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just a lot of like the quote unquote happy slave mentality here that I it's just so uncomfortable and like Yeah, it's extremely yeah. uncomfortable. Reading it now, it's just like like pretty painful to to like read and I'm like Yeah. Ugh. When I was reading this, I was actually thinking about um <laughs> this is so stupid, but I was thinking about the Be Our Guest song from Um Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's similar, you know, it's like, let us take care of you. But like, be our guest is such like a celebration. Yeah. (laughs) But this is like really sad and uncomfortable. And the dynamics really weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's very awkward. And, and like this whole scene is like Winky is sobbing hysterically. Hermione is trying to comfort her. No one wants that to be happening, but Hermione's doing it to po- probably to soothe some of her own guilt about the situation primarily. Oh, yeah. And then Dobby is like whispering conspiratorially with Harry. And then Ron is ostensibly just like half listening and eating. Yeah. Yeah, mostly there for the food. Mostly there for the food. So Dobby shares that he came to Hogwarts because it's the only place that would pay him. Mm-hmm. And all of the other elves act like Dobby has said something very rude. Yeah. They're like, mm-hmm. bitch. They just like immediately disengage and they're like, we can't even like hear, like shun. They're shunning him. Yeah. It almost, it like reminds me of my behavior when like one of my friends gets too drunk and starts shun. like reciting poetry and it's like oh it's not the vibe you know and you're just like eesh eesh or like when your uncle at thanksgiving starts like doing his like rant thing and you're just like oh god yeah Mm -hmm. now we all have to endure this together (laughs) yeah it's just so problematic because like you know Dobby's like, yeah, and I get this much. I can't remember how much but then he's like, but Dumbledore was gonna get one galleon per week with one day off per month Okay, but then Dumbledore was, you know, whatever, going to give him more money and more days off. And Dobby's like, but no, 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 not not me. He still has that mentality, I think. It's like, yeah, the conditioning and yeah, it's just not good. Yeah, I think that Dobby would have been like a less creepy character with his like, don't pay me too much and like all this shit. If like the whole backdrop of like every other elf being mortified yeah. At the notion of being paid. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Like, the fact that, Do- like, Dobby is, like, the outlier, and he gets paid just, like, almost nothing. Like, right. it, if there was, like, this really thriving society of free elves, and Dobby acted this way, it would be different. Yeah. But this book is just, like, uh, talking about a lot of problems mm-hmm. and, like, offering no solutions. It's like, what if there were slaves? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like, like what if people were literally enslaved? So and like why that would though? Suck. Yeah, yeah, why? Just, it offers nothing. Th- and like this whole subplot, like what does it even really do ultimately? Nothing. Like I think that's part of the reason why it was cut out of the movie was well, yeah, oh I mean, yeah, yeah, they could never they no, yeah. but at the same time, it does nothing <laughs> for the story. You really just need Dobby, and like the films portray Dobby the way that Hagrid or I think it's Hagrid describes him as like you get weirdos in every breed. So the the movie is like you don't get to meet any other house elves. Here's this one, and he's obviously nuts. Yeah. And we're not going to touch any of the rest of this, which mm. good move. You couldn't have done it. It would have been terrible. I don't know. You meet creature and stuff like that. but Yeah, you're right. But he's also just like very strange. He's, pretty, he's also nuts. Yeah, he's a recluse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dobby mentions that Winky has been freed and she throws herself onto the floor sobbing. Classic Winky. That's she the sure dynamic. Does. She sure yeah. does. The Winky thing is so bad. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, I like that at the end you find out that, like, she had really genuine worries and was, like, really genuinely involved in this, like, much larger plot. So she she has a lot weighing on her here that is, like, not just, like, I got fired. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Um, She's, like, genuinely worried about her boss. But, I mean, the fact that he 
fired her is bullshit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, she's But blaming- also the fact that he enslaved her was bullshit. Yeah, it's all bullshit. bullshit. yeah. But she's it's just, all like, bullshit. she's just blaming herself for everything, and it's just, just, the whole mentality is so fucked up, and it's hard because I'm, I'm, like, mad at everyone. Like- yeah. Like, no one is good in this situation, yeah. and it's so unnecessary. Yeah, and I think it really just comes back to the author's not good. And she yeah. took on she took on a problem that she wasn't equipped to handle, and she put these characters in a, in a problem to which there's no solution. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I've thought before that, like, if I were Dumbledore, and I'm, like, supposedly a good dude, right? Mm-hmm. He, like, he's, in, in these kinds of ways, he's, like, a good dude. There's, like, a better word. But, like, if they say they don't want to get paid, start a savings account for them and be like, okay, I'm just going to put money in this account for you. And, like, if you ever want it, if your kids want it, like, it's just there for you. Yeah. But, like, that that wouldn't work. Like, the, the these house elves that she's written would leave that situation. Yeah. Right. And so just fuck it. Fuck this whole, yeah, fuck yeah, exactly. this whole subplot. Yeah. <laughs> We, we just fuck it, it. It's yeah terrible. just give us like a fun one fun elf who's not a s- enslaved Dob- just let Dobby be a weird fun forest elf I don't <laughs> yeah. know like why does it have to be this way yeah mm-hmm. Hermione asks Winky like she's like oh sweetie how much are you getting paid yeah good job Hermione just like fucking idiot <laughs> she needs supervision she's so misguided read the room Hermione come on I know I know I know but that that really like Hermione in this scene in particular like it just shows how much she's not trying to look at this at all from anyone else's perspective but her own right it's about like her own guilt yeah and mm-hmm. it's like that's that's her problem and, like, it's okay if your involvement in, like, resolving an issue starts with you personally right. feeling guilty about yes. it. But, like, you can't just, like, go from there. But, like, like you have to do more development. Do anything to learn about, you know, the people that you're trying to help. Right. Like, take any steps. Right. And, like, because it's not even like she goes down there to, like, have a conversation. Like, she's just like, this is what I want to do. And, like, yeah. you should also want to do this. And, like. She's not at all meeting them where they are. And, like, granted, that's the, all of what we're saying is a lot to ask of a 14-year-old. You're right. You're right. But, again, the shitty person here is the author. For yes. putting yeah. Hermione narratively in this position and having every other character in this book talk to her like she's insane for giving a shit about this. Ugh. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of one of those situations where it's when someone uh, tries to do like the right thing or something good, not because it's the right thing or something good to do, but because it'll make them feel good to do it and make like kind of one of that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like assuage their own guilt. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well, well. We got into got into all the rants so far today. I know, yeah. So next, Harry's like, so Dobby, uh, you, uh, so I guess you can't like talk shit about your masters. Can you maybe like talk shit about your old masters? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> yeah, Harry's just fishing over. Here. He's like, so like say say bad stuff about the Malfoys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dobby explains that you're not supposed to speak ill of your masters, but Dumbledore has Dumbledore as an employer, not a master. I guess has given Dobby explicit permission to talk shit. Yeah. I just think Harry wants some, like, Malfoy secrets. Pretty much. He's like, Dobby, spill the tea. But here's the thing. I think you're completely right, but, like, he barely tries. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> Try harder to get those secrets. Ask ask more specifically. Yeah. Dobby's not going back there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so Dobby like blurts out that the Malfoys were bad dark wizards, which Oh shit. This is brand new information. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's an important moment for Dobby that he's like saying it out loud. Yeah. And it would have been like really cool, I think, if he didn't start immediately beating, <laughs> beating himself beating up. Beating the shit out of himself. Like, what if Dobby was like, yeah, the Malfoys were bad dark wizards. Like, hey, if I start <laughs> to move to punish myself, could you please, like, Stop. restrain me? Yeah, or, like, like, Dobby could be like, sometimes this happens. Yeah, or he could be like, uh, like, two years ago, like, I would have really been been feeling bad about saying that, but now I'm I'm going to do some meditating breaths and I'm, I'm just going to let it out. Yeah, that would have been cool. Winky uh, at some point mentions that Ludo Bagman is bad and Mr. Crouch doesn't like him. She implies that there are perhaps some secrets there. Intrigue. Yeah. So then it's time to go. As the trio's leaving the kitchens, the elves give them a bunch of snacks to take with them. Okay. Would you put an eclair in your pocket? Will, would you? Without a doubt, yes. An eclair? Yes. What about several eclairs? <laughs> uh, how many pockets do I have and how deep are they? Uh, w- w- wouldn't you be concerned about getting chocolate frosting inside your pocket? Uh, not necessarily. Depending upon the eclair, if it's properly made, the chocolate should not be melty at room temperature. So hmm. answer is okay. no. <laughs> I, ass- I assume the house elves do a very good job at making eclairs. <laughs> the issue is that the house elves are going to do the laundry anyway. <laughs> God, <laughs> God damn it. The cycle of abuse never ends. <laughs> well, they also put pies in their pockets, which I, I get that. That's like a little, I think, fully enclosed pie situation. Like a hand but pie. then. Yeah, a hand pie. But then they also put, I think, like cream pies. Yeah, or it says like it that. says cream cakes. Cream cakes. Cream cakes. That to oh, me see, sounds like a non. Probably where I draw the line <laughs> on cream cakes. Grace, you're our resident mm. chef. A baker is obviously what you are. Um, would you <laughs> would you put a cream cake in your pocket? Mm, I would put it directly in my mouth. See, that's the answer here. That's the answer. <laughs> How yeah. many cream cakes, Grace? <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Don't limit <laughs> me. Only time will tell. <laughs> um, yeah, Harry and Ron put a lot of goodies in their pocket, and then they're just eating them as they <laughs> walk away. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Funny. They don't deserve those snacks. Nobody <laughs> deserves do those snacks. <laughs> those snacks were a bribe to fuck off. Yeah, Pretty they're like, much. please leave. Please just get out of here. <laughs> For the love of God. I, uh, you came for food. That's what we'll give you. Yeah. That's honestly how Fred and George get the food every time. They just go pester the house elves and they're like, please, please fucking leave. Take all the food. Yeah, I know. Ron mentions, he's like, I thought it was like hard for Fred and George to get this food, but it's crazy. <laughs> A lady never shares her seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of the chapter. Is there anything we missed that you want to circle back to? Or um, any, like, themes you want to drive home or any final thoughts, Will? Um, let's see. Uh, it is nice to know that uh, Dumbledore is a barmy old codger. Like, yeah, we always yes, suspected. whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I, I've said it before. No, I've never said that. <laughs> I will say it again. <laughs> I always say. Um, I do. I would like to, to mention that I appreciate 
the Harry Potter video games a bit more because they actually do include blast ended scroots in them that you have oh, to fight yeah. and things like that. Uh, whereas the the films didn't even address them as a real thing. So <sighs> too expensive. Yeah, it's too hard. Mm-hmm. Nobody even really knows what they look like, so I know. I have an illustration of them and it's I still don't know what they look like. <laughs> still not sure. Exactly. Still. That's how you as know. As yet unclear. Yeah. Grace, what about you? Any final thoughts or et cetera? <laughs> uh, no, I I think we about covered everything and maybe even more. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your favorite moment in this chapter? My favorite moment. It's a good question. Circle back to me. I'll okay, Grace. Oh, God. Okay. Um, yeah. My favorite moment... Wow, okay, I skipped toward the end. That's not where my favorite moment's going to be, so I'm going to move <laughs> right on back up. Um, I can go first. Oh, yeah, you go. My favorite moment is when Neville turns into a large canary. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, that that's sounds about right. That's a good one. I would never want to take that so one from good. you. Probably my favorite moment was when the chapter was over. Oh. Um, <laughs> Wow. Just, just kidding, guys. <laughs> oh, sure. It hurts. Um, I don't know. I just like maybe the party scene. It just felt it was like, oh, the, yeah, like fun and people are happy and together again. And yeah, the energy is good. The energy was nice. Ron and Harry are reunited. Yeah. I think that's probably my favorite moment in the chapter. That's a good okay, one. well. Oh, wait, you already went, didn't you, Will? Uh, it's technically, I did say that just the end of the chapter. I know. That's I, do, that's I don't know. I, do, I also just do really enjoy tickling the pear, so. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Fair. fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, All that right. reminds me. Oh, my God. I should have done this at the beginning of the episode. Um, I need to do a brief shout out. <laughs> do um, this is a shout out to Kat Svans on Instagram who pointed out that last uh, last episode we called Harry Potter a Gary Sue and we failed to call him a Harry Sue. Oh, no. Wow. Missed opportunity. Truly. They said you guys called Harry Gary Sue in this when Harry Sue is right there. It's right there. <laughs> So shout out to Cats Vans on Instagram because, I mean, we're fucking dumb. That's a great joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to remember that for next time Harry's being a Harry Sue. For real. Because I'm sure it will happen again. (laughs) No way. Well, are y'all ready to move on to plugs? Sure. Uh, Sure. I would love to start by plugging our Patreon account. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support us on Patreon and become part of our online community, which is a very fun place to hang out. Um, For the $5 a month tier, you can get our monthly bonus episodes, which are super fun. Our January bonus episode covered the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them movie. And um, that was a lot of fun. So um, it's a a very fun movie if you haven't seen it yet, um, just to like look at. If you if you can if you value plot too much, maybe just don't look too hard. But it's definitely fun to watch. That being said, I feel like I did definitely appreciate the Crimes of Grindelwald a lot more after watching it sequentially after Fantastic Beasts. Interesting. Just because the plot made a bit more sense to me, I followed it a lot better. Um, so I had a bit more of an appreciation for it, and so I'm looking forward to the the secrets of Dumbledore. Nice. If the secret isn't 
I'm gay and I'm in love with my best friend. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> they did kind of hint at that with the, the whole blood pact and things like that. Blood so pact! We'll see. Always with the blood pact. Dude, I love that, like, super metal kind of magic. Yeah, like, make a blood pact with me, bro. <laughs> this ain't no tickling charm. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, Will, do you want people to find you on the internet or would you rather remain mysterious probably remain mysterious i don't okay. have i don't have much internet presence as it is just because that, with that's my, your prerogative with, with runs my in the job, fam runs with in my the fam. job i can't because everything i do if you need to get in touch with him send an owl yeah send an owl owl mail only <laughs> i'm very receptive i've got my own owl right up here oh yeah oh look at that top. hedwig is still chilling up there that's like a very high up ledge in your room <laughs> We, we just put Hedwig up there. We don't have anything <laughs> yeah, else to go up perch. there. You so. should put some plants up there. I was just going to say, do you get good light get, in that we room? We do not get good lighting at yeah, all. Yeah, it is problem. like the far side of the room. Yeah. Rip. So that's the problem. Well, books maybe. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my recommendation. Yep. <laughs> what have you been reading, watching, playing, listening to lately that you think that our listeners might enjoy? Let's see. Rachel and I have been watching. So we've been, uh, we watched all of the Marvel movies, uh, like from start to finish. Uh, and nice. then we did just go see and see the new Spider-Man movie, which was great. Uh, lots of fun. But in addition to that, we've actually been watching all of the uh, Marvel Netflix shows in the correct order that they are supposed to be watched in. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, which I had, I'd watched bits and pieces of like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and things like that, but actually watching them all like in the order that you're supposed to watch them online. Cause it's like the first season of one and then the first season of another and the first season of another and then they all walk, come together. And it was actually, it's been really good so far. We've, we've thoroughly enjoyed it. Plus we love David Tennant. So yeah, uh, yes. him and Jessica Jones is great. So. Awesome. And of course, in Goblet of Fire, he's also great. So yeah, he's also my favorite doctor. Uh, of course, without, I don't know. I love David Tennant. I still I got a special place in my heart for Matt Smith. I'm sorry, he's so cute. But David Tennant is more my kind of guy. That's fair. <laughs> Just That's like fair. smile at me and say yes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Grace, do you want to take this opportunity to plug our business, perhaps, since you aren't online? Please please plug our business. (laughs) Yes, I would love to do that. Wildling Press, everyone. We've been up and running for like, what? A couple months now? Two months tomorrow. Yeah, two months tomorrow. (gasps) Happy two-month birthday. How many books have you published? Um, None. It takes longer than that. Hey, yeah. Let's Get out take of a here. picture. Let's take a picture of ourselves. Um, we're meeting tomorrow. Let's take a picture of ourselves with one of those cute, like, two month infant like banner <laughs> setups. Yeah. I saw where someone I saw online where someone was using slices of pizza. Um, cool. Nice. Like one month. That's more our vibe, yeah. probably. Yeah, that's so more. Definitely our vibe. do that instead. <laughs> but um, you can follow us on all the social medias: um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Wildlink Press. We have a beautiful, wonderful, amazing, uh, your title is not 
publicist. What is your title, Christina? <laughs> I'm the communications director. Communications director. <laughs> Guys, titles are made up. That's why we can't remember That's why them. I can't remember. It's too All hard. titles are made up. That's not What do I want to be called today? I don't Literally, we had a meeting where we were like, what good. am I? What am I? What do I do here? But Christina has been posting some really awesome social media content. So if you're not already following us, you should um, also check out our website, wildlinkpress.com. Yeah, we're hosting a contest um, where you can send us your first page of your manuscript and we'll um, take a look at it within a week. We're doing like an expedited review window. And um, if we like it, we'll ask to see your complete manuscript and consider it for a traditional publishing contract. Um, And if it doesn't vibe with us, we'll tell you why. Yeah, and the deadline for that is January 31st. So Thank you. Just that a couple, is super important. Yeah, just a couple of weeks away. So get those first pages in and we'll let you know what's up. Yeah. Should I should I write my own manuscript about how self-slavery and oh my send God, it to you guys? No. Woo, another book about slavery by a white <laughs> you guy. <laughs> You're not the first. <laughs> Certainly not. So, Grace, what have you been watching, reading, da 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 lately la, la. that you think people might like? Well, uh, I feel like I'm kind of late to this. I'm usually late to stuff. Um, but <laughs> I did watch Cruella over the, week- over the weekend. It was good. Yeah, and I was, like, pleasantly surprised. It mm-hmm. it has two of my favorite Emmas in it, so I don't know why I was yeah. so... That's true. Dude, I've never seen Emma Thompson, like, do something like that. I know, yeah, I that loved, was I loved a her a good in role it. for her. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a great time. So if you, like me, were late or slash haven't seen it yet, um, check it out. Because I did have some reservations. I think I saw the trailer, and I was like, that looks kind of dumb. And so when I, I sort of wrote it off, but then, Will, you told me that you really enjoyed it. And so I was like, okay, we'll, we'll check it out. And so, yeah, we did it. And, and then we, one year later, you finally <laughs> yeah, checked exactly. it out. I did not immediately check it out, but did I did Did Grace say, okay, well, it's going on the list, but there's no list. It was a there lie. There's no actual lie. list. <laughs> she just randomly decided to watch it over the weekend. And then- <laughs> well, yeah, hell yeah. So it was fun and I enjoyed it. Dope. I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And I've been reading a lot lately, so I'm just going to do a quick little roundup. I listened uh, last week to Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen on audiobook. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, Every time I reread it, it's just like a fucking delight. So I think it's fucking hilarious. Having it read to me by a posh British woman was a whole new experience. So I really enjoyed that. I also read Sea of Rust by C. Robert Cargill. It's a post-apocalyptic science fiction where the main character is a robot. So it's a very unique kind of book. Cool. Um, and that was uh, gifted to me for our Halloween, Hall- I almost said Halloween, our holiday book exchange by um, my fr- our friend Sarah. So thanks again to Sarah for showing me that book because it was awesome. I also am listening to The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo I've heard that's good. The other seven... Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Please let me say the author's name. I'm, I'm always like so bad. By Taylor Jenkins Reid. Not late on me, Grace. I heard that was really good. <laughs> yeah. No, you're finally reading the other seven and a half whatevers of this person. Our friend Adele was like, I'm reading this book called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And I literally was like, I'm reading the exact same book, The Seven and a Half Tests of Evelyn Hardcastle. (laughs) You know, that book. We were both like, yeah, the same book. (laughs) Yeah. And I was in the background like, yeah, you guys are both right. (laughs) And then in the end, we were like, I don't feel like you're reading the same book as me. And it's because we weren't. Um, so yeah. we made a pact that in 2022, we're going to read each other's books. Uh, cause I fucking loved the seven and a half husbands of Evelyn. Hart. Nope. 
Death. Nope. Death. Nope. Nope. Seven and a half. That's the problem I keep having is I keep saying the seven and a half husbands and I'm like, which, who was the half husband? Who was the half husband? So I'm enjoying that a lot. I'm about halfway through. That's awesome. It has like three different narrators. So it's very dynamic and excellent to listen to. Oh, yeah. Okay. You said you're listening to it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It's about a, it's, it's about like the lifetime of just like a, career Hollywood starlet you know it's kind of reminding me of Betty White a little bit since she recently just passed away I keep thinking about her yeah seven seven and a half husbands it's great yeah all her many husbands although the main character in this uh in the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo is Latina so that's a cool cool oh that's awesome yeah yeah so I do recommend this I'm enjoying it a lot very surprising um and the last book that I am is have been reading is Akata Witch by Nettie Okorafor um, it is set in Nigeria and it's uh, like a YA fantasy. So I'm enjoying that a lot because the it's a, like uh, just like a totally different kind of fantasy vibe from the fantasy books I usually read. It's like very, very interesting and vivid. And it's just like a bunch of fuckboy magic kids walking around doing magic shit. So I kind of like that, too. That sounds fun. Nice. Yeah, it's very fun. I'm really enjoying it. I'll update once I finish it. But uh, sorry for plugging for books. Uh, books are just <laughs> so good. Never be sorry. Definitely not. Yeah, I've had the absolute privilege of reading so many excellent books over the past like year or so. Um, recently, a lot of them are turning out to be surprise gay. Like I don't really know. And then I'm reading them and I'm like, whoa, gay stuff. That's oh my awesome. God. Yeah, congrats to me. Like that's so fun. Yeah. I'm just rambling at this point because I fucking love books. And if you need a book recommendation, come to me because I will give you one. Yeah. Damn it. Will, thank you so much for joining us this week. Of course. Thank you for having me. Was this one a little bit more exciting than Owl Post? Definitely a little bit more, for sure. It's like if the name of a chapter were like the U.S. Postal Service. Like, it's just not exciting. On the plus side, at least some students got injured in this chapter, so... Right, exactly. And we did get just like some level of mystery and intrigue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just the smallest, the smallest amount. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you back on for um, a much more exciting chapter of Order of the Phoenix. You're getting a promotion. You get to go to much more exciting. I'm going to hold you to that because <laughs> whenever you tell me what next chapter I'm going to be on and it's not exciting, I'm going to bring no. you back to this time. <laughs> Like, hey, do you remember? It's canon. <laughs> it is known. It is known. All right, gang, I got to go finish reading The Anatomy of Magical Fascism before this book starts demanding wages. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Restricted Section is stoked to be a member of the Movie Night Crew Podcast Network, featuring some excellent other podcasts such as Fandom's Gone Wrong, a podcast where Carrie and Charlie, a mother and kid duo, talk about movies, TV shows, and books they both love, and it will probably devolve into friendly arguments. Hello, you awesome nerds out there. Yes, you. Have I got the podcast for you. We've got pop culture, swearing, and all the immature jokes you could ask for. We'll take you on a journey through TV shows, movies, books, and maybe a video game someday. And we'll tell you how they all went wrong. I'm Charlie. And I'm Carrie. And this is Fandom's Gone Wrong. New episodes every other Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. The Restricted Section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Support us on patreon.com slash restricted section. 
For as little as a dollar a month, you can gain access to our Discord community server, which is a really happy place to be. And there are other rewards as well, such as bonus episodes and Zoom happy hour hangouts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Twitter at RestrictedPod, and on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or even lavish praise. I have a friend who, well, Tarly, Tar, I literally said Tarly, first of all, so I'm gonna have to let them know that that's their new couple name, I guess. But Taylor and Charlie sync their audio by telling a joke at the beginning of every episode. And I'm like, whoa. Wow. That's next level. It is. Like, what about the comedic timing must vary? Yeah. Uh, I think that's how they sync it up, is they have to make the comedic timing perfect between the joke <laughs> and the punchline. <laughs> and if it's not, then the episode's just not going to work. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.